Do you know what the most popular class is at Yale University this semester? Actually, it's not only the most popular class there this semester, it's also the most popular class in the school's 316-year history. 1,182 students, roughly a quarter of the Yale population, are enrolled in this class. It's held every Tuesday and every Thursday at the university's concert hall. It's held there in that location because that's the only place on the Yale campus that's big enough to accommodate such a large group. So what is the course that so many have signed up for, in spite of the fact that for most of them, if not for all of them, the course is just an elective, it's not a requirement? Microbiology, chemical engineering, astrophysics, no, not even close. The most popular course at Yale University this year and the most popular course in the entire history of the university is a course on happiness, on how to find happiness in this life. It's called Psychology and the Good Life, and it's taught by psych professor Lori Santos. Recently, Dr. Santos was quoted in the New York Times as saying she believes her course is so popular because so many Yale students, quote unquote, had to deprioritize their happiness to gain admission to the school. One Yale student, I would say, got to the root of the matter when he said that enrollment in classes like this is, quote unquote, a cry for help. By the way, I should mention at this point that Positive psychology, or so-called Happiness 101 courses like this, can also be found at other colleges and universities today. It's not a phenomenon that's unique to Yale. Now, please don't misunderstand me here. I don't think these courses, per se, are bad. Hopefully, God willing, they do a lot of good. But what I want to know is, what is going on? What's going on or not going on in the emotional and spiritual lives of these young people that causes them to have such difficulties dealing with the normal circumstances of daily living? Aren't these supposed to be some of the smartest young men and women in America right now? Perhaps the students at Yale would do well to go back and explore their roots. And here I mean their academic roots. Many people are into that kind of thing these days, are they not? A lot of people in our country right now are having their DNA analyzed so they can discover their ethnic and national roots. And many of them are surprised when they find, when they find out the results. At least that's the way it's portrayed on the TV commercials. Well, here I'm suggesting that these students at Yale rediscover their educational roots. And if they do that, I think some of them at least will be very surprised by what they discover. On that note, do you know what the original purpose of Yale University was? 
Do you know why it was founded back in 1701? I don't think most people do. Yale, like other Ivy League schools, was originally founded to train Protestant ministers. In this case, in the case of Yale, it was to train ministers of the Congregational Church, the Congregational Protestant Church, for ministry. Oh, how things have changed. Although they still do have a divinity school there. Now, what if it were possible? What if it were possible to bring back some of the original graduates of Yale University? What if we could bring them to the world of 2018 as they were on the day of their graduation in the early 18th century? And what if we could allow those graduates of old to speak to the Yale students of today? If we could do that, if it were possible to do such a thing, what do you think those original graduates would say? I'll tell you what I think they would say. I think they'd say, you mean you don't know? You young men and women don't already know? You don't already know the meaning of life? You don't know where to find happiness and peace and strength during your time on this earth? We knew those things three centuries ago. We knew that we were created in God's image and that the Lord loved us, that he loved us with an eternal love. That fact alone gave us great joy and happiness. We knew that the meaning of life was to live in a personal relationship with Almighty God and to follow his plan for our lives. Well, sure, we knew there would be obstacles and difficulties and problems to face along the way, but we knew we could rely on the Lord to help us with those things. We knew the words of St. Paul from Scripture, I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. And we knew that we could apply those words and should apply those words to our own lives. We knew all these things because we believed that Jesus Christ was risen and alive and with us. We believed in the very depths of our hearts that Jesus had conquered sin and Satan and eternal death by his resurrection on Easter Sunday. And we knew that he would share that risen life with us even here on this earth. Although we knew we couldn't experience the fullness of it until we got to heaven after we died. We knew all these things because we were taught them in our families and in the churches that we went to every Sunday. And we knew it from our studies at Yale. What exactly are they teaching you in the 21st century at our alma mater? Oh, if they only knew. Actually, they probably do know. I believe that those who are living with the Lord in eternity know a lot about what's going on down here on this earth. The great St. Augustine once said, O Lord, you made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Augustine said that after his conversion. 
after his conversion from a hedonistic lifestyle that would have made Hugh Hefner proud. Augustine had a restless heart. So do those students at Yale. And so do you and I. The restlessness never goes away completely in this life. That's the bad news. It will only end completely when we see the Lord face to face in his kingdom. But much of it can be taken away here if we understand the meaning of life and act on that understanding. In other words, if we understand the importance of developing a personal relationship with God and of seeking to do his will each and every day of our lives. The very first graduates of Yale University understood that. That's why they were training to be ministers. I hope that the teachers of these Happiness 101 courses make it clear to their students that if they want to find a measure of happiness on this earth, in the midst of all the stress and all the suffering, you need to tell those students that those students will need to develop a strong spiritual life. Psychological insights, as important as they might be, are no substitute for a personal relationship with the Lord of the universe. For a Catholic, they can never, ever be a substitute for a personal relationship with the risen Christ, a relationship that's nourished by prayer and by the sacrament. I hope and I pray, my brothers and sisters, that you believe that personally. I hope you believe it because it's the truth. If you do believe it, of course, then I or some other priest will obviously see you at Mass next weekend and every weekend thereafter. Happy Easter.